and welcome to Upstage Downstage with me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle and me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat This is the Theatre Podcast where we discuss productions we've seen things we've liked and may not have liked giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain This edition of Upstage Downstage, Richard and I go up north and beyond, all the way to Scotland for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Well, Richard does, as he's our reporter on the ground. So whilst I'm stuck here, in my fridge to escape the heat, hence the variations in audio quality I may add, he's trekking all over the festival in pursuit of some great performance art. How very rude. Anyway, this is... A trip to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Set the scene. Now let's start at the beginning, as I hear it's a very good place to start. So Richard, when did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival start this year, as it's completely passed me by, and when does it end? Well it starts on the 3rd of August and runs all the way through to the 29th of August 2022. So it's just under a month's worth of performances. So, how long will you be there for? Well, I'm actually here for nine nights in total, which is actually in the middle part of the Fringe Festival because there are a lot of productions that actually start and finish within the middle week. So you get some productions that finish on the second week and some productions that start on the third, so it's the best possible time to see the most possible shows. So what kind of shows can the casual audience member expect to see if they've not been and are thinking of going? Well, I've got a big list here and I'm going to read them all off to you. There's street events, cabaret and variety shows, children's shows, comedy, dance and physical theatre and circus, events, exhibitions, music, musicals and opera, spoken word, theatre performances, enhanced performance listings. There's so much more happening in the whole of Edinburgh. There are uh, exhibitions, there's art galleries, there's book festivals, there's lots of other things happening at the same time as the uh, main festival. Could you set the scene for me, Berta? What's the atmosphere like on the streets up there? Is it rammed? Are there just shows or is it a mixed bag with ordinary festival or fate stalls too? Well, I suppose before we start talking about that, I need to really talk about the history of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I'll read you this out. It's uh, from Time Out magazine and it probably sums up the history and where it's all come from. There'd be no Edinburgh Fringe without the Edinburgh International Festival. The first Edinburgh International Festival kicked off on August 24th, 1947 in an effort to bring people together after World War II. With the major art hubs of London and former European festival destinations like Salzburg and Munich bombed to bits, the ancient city of Edinburgh was positioned as a new cultural destination. Its castle was lit up for four nights using the city's private coal rations and visitors flocked there in their masses. That first year, eight theatre groups showed up uninvited, calling themselves the Festival Adjuncts. When the International Festival refused to include them, round the fringe of official festival drama, there seems to be more private enterprises than before, wrote Robert Kemp, a Scottish journalist and playwright in 1948. I'm afraid some of us are not going to be at home during the evenings, Enter the Fringe. The official festival wound down in the afternoons and the Fringe dominated the nights, offering a pick and mix of theatre rebels determined to shoot their shot. And that 
is the history of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So, I'm now going to talk about the actual atmosphere. It's a place full of life. It's a place full of hustle, bustle, noise, people shoving flies in your face, people wanting you to see shows, people trying to get you to see their performance, something they've worked on for so long, for so many years, or just to actually get you to see that. There's stalls, there's every venue that you could think of that's been turned into a theatre venue has been turned into one. So it could be the the back room of a pub right the way up to a big theatre. It can be a a disused building that's been turned into a theatre venue and split up into different rooms and turned into more than one room that's actually more theatre venues. It can be anything that you can think of. Even even there's a double-decker bus that's been turned into a theatre venue. There's um, shipping containers. There's there's anything and everything. It's it, you, The whole of Edinburgh is basically taken over by the Fringe Festival. The International Festival still happens, so the one I've mentioned before, that does actually still happen. I actually saw one of the productions, which I'll discuss later, and also the Edinburgh Tattoo now happens as well at the same time. So the the famous tattoo happens with um, marching bands, performances, and um, a celebration of, of all things all at once in one area. So as you can imagine it's very busy at weekends so friday saturday and sunday there's a lot of people here and the rest of the week it's not as busy but it's still a destination for cultural arts at this time of year in august so it is celebrating its 75th year this year so it just shows you the legacy that's been created from one simple move of a festival in um, post-war times to now being something that people travel from all over the world to actually come and see Mm, yeah, I've got to go. I need to go. Maybe next year I'll go. Yeah, maybe. What shows have you got highlighted that's on your must-see list? And have you got anything in your peripheral vision of which you're toying with seeing? Well, I suppose there's a few that I had in mind. There's uh, Unfortunate, which is a musical and there's also Foil Arms and Haku do a, a comedy show. Um, there's a. To be fair, this year though, I didn't have any major things that I wanted to book or see. I, um, in a way, wanted to go to the for the experience and sort of see where my nose took me and go and see as many different types of shows that I could see, and then um, highlight the ones that I find as, that were really good. Are there any shows which scream out to you in terms of being obscene, outrageous or twisted? You know, the the type where you read about it and think, oh, God, that's disgusting. I'll take two tickets. Well, all I can say about this is there are late night cabaret performances and cabaret reviews that happen around sort of 11 and 12 o'clock. And all I can say is with my experience of those cabaret shows, you have to see them to believe them because they don't hold back and they pull performances from theatre performers from all of the fringe to these cabaret nights and when I say they're for adults they're for adults so there are times when you think do I need to cover my eyes for this moment but they're still worth going to see and this year Reuben Kay was the one of the main uh, people that actually uh, did those performances and also Laurie Black held one at the Free Fringe which was um, another underground cabaret show so definitely worth seeing and definitely worth looking out for and I'm sure they'll be back 
year on year and also late night lip service by uh, Jingzilla which is also um, equally as uh, mad crazy and fun. I know fascinating Aid and Just a Minute regularly attend. Are there other artists there we know about, well, the general public know about, that might be there this year? Well, there's a, an absolute there's an absolute flurry of, well, there's an absolute flurry of comedians and performers that you will see across the whole of the country. You'll see them on telly, and they will all do a stint at the fringe. And you'll also see a lot of um, of, of returning performers, so the likes of Foil Arms and Hog and drag performers. Also, um, theatre performers, the likes of Ian McKellen was performing in a two-man show. There are really, it's such a melting pot of creativity that for a performer or somebody, even of high calibre, to do a stint on the Edinburgh Fringe, it keeps you within that creative realm. And that's when you get pop-ups from people that are famous that you wouldn't even think would perform at the Fringe, and then they appear because they want to do it. So it really is the place to be in August. So, having badgered you with questions, just to fill my airtime quota, would you like to tell us a bit about the plays you've seen so far? Well, this is where you're going to have to listen to the next three episodes, Stephen, because I've seen 35 productions in the time while I was in Edinburgh. So I didn't really want to make one long podcast episode, so I've split it into three little podcasts that will be coming up after this one so keep your ears to the ground come on now be honest because that's what we are here about at upstage downstage were there any dodgy shows or bad experiences that you've seen and wished you hadn't i'm not asking to name and shame just name well as i've just said i've put all my thoughts into the next three episodes of the podcast but what i will say is my history of seeing fringe festival theatre and a lot of other theatre i personally think all theatre is valid and this isn't a get out i have seen some bad performances and i've just seen some really good performances but i always find that when you see the bad performances it solidifies how good the good ones are so you just have to go in with a complete open mind and be able to be critical afterwards now for the juicy insider gossip, Richard. Where are the best places to eat and drink in between shows? Well, me personally, there are a few. Um, near the actual main festival area, the George Square area, which is where most of the venues are, um, there is a place called the Moss Kitchen where you can literally go in and get a full Indian meal like a school canteen style so you can walk in fill your boots and get out very quickly because you don't always have a lot of time between shows but also near there there is a quite a few chip shops there's greg's there is a lot of other pop-up mini venues there's pizza places there's all sorts there's also sainsbury's and there's also in little and Personally, I survived this last few weeks on sushi from Lidl and snacks. So I personally think as much as it's nice to sit down and have a a nice meal, when you're at the Fringe Festival, there's that much activity and there's that many things happening. You don't always want to spend time sitting having nice meals when actually you're missing out on a lot of the performances that are going off. And I'd rather spend my time doing that than, than sitting too long missing out on things. 
So if I'm going up there on my own, Terry No Chums, what advice would you give me? Whether that be travel, clothing, you know, the kind of footwear you might use, the essentials to take, meals to consider and financial savings you could potentially have there. Go on tonight, Matthew, which is going to be Martin Lewis, our very own money saving expert up there. What would you advise? Well, for me, the key things are comfortable footwear because you're doing a lot of walking, comfortable clothing. You don't want to be sitting in venues and feeling uncomfortable because you're wearing things that are just not right for moving around, getting around from different locations. Definitely a bag, definitely a bottle of water, definitely some snacks and some food just to keep you going if you just think, I don't really, I'm not really hungry, but I want something. And money saving wise, there is also half price chances to get tickets from the one of the main ticket booths to actually get certain productions that are half price. Sometimes though they can be the cheaper productions that aren't doing them so well, so you end up seeing lower value shows. But also, a lot of the smaller productions are the ones that I tend to go for because you see some brilliance in the cheaper productions and the free fringe explore the free fringe there's so much happening and you can see a lot more from getting more out of your money because they are pay what you think events so it is worth exploring all of that if you can before you get to edinburgh spend a bit of time looking at the map working out where all the locations are because it will help you no end on getting around the city bear in mind it isn't a flat city so timing is everything to allow time between productions and means that you don't waste money because you allow time and you don't miss anything also there's three and a half thousand productions happening across the whole of edinburgh so there's always something for somebody to see you're never going to be able to achieve seeing everything but there is if you've got open minds and you just go and on some days I'll just see how the wind takes and pick a productions all on free fringe because it saves money and I've sometimes had a, an amazing day because of that because they're all just brand new things and so there's so much to see and do you'll never you'll never be able to do everything at once but just embrace the amount of stuff you manage to do we're in Scotland and believe you me waterproofs or a good waterproof coat even in August is important because it does rain it does the weather does change it's sporadic one minute it can be lovely and sunny the next day it can be throwing it down so just be prepared and and all in all have a great time and enjoy every minute of it so there we are that's my coverage of Stephen questioning me about the edinburgh fringe festival this year i hope you found it insightful if not entertaining coming up over the next few episodes i'll be covering theater drag comedy cabaret and circus in edinburgh following this me and Stephen resume our normal program by discussing the new musical identical that's it for this week folks if you'd like to drop us a message please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com remember you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production also make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released and we hope you join us again for another installment of upstage downstage <laughs>